This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to Kramer Financial Talk. I'm Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call. Our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin phone number is 262-729-4128. And our McHenry, Illinois number is 815-331-8096. Also, feel free to visit our website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while at my website, click on the media library and radio tabs to check out the last couple of shows. Subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify can listen to all of our previous podcasts that we've had. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. As the country continues to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, with the topic of taxes being discussed in Washington, many of you may be looking to bring a little more stability to your personal finances, especially your ability to reach your overall financial goals. One potential solution for you is our topic today, and that is a Roth IRA conversion. But before we get rolling onto this topic, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing so good, Jim. I've had a great week and just got a lot of things done this week. So that makes me happy. That always makes me happy when I actually get to check things off my list. You know that. And, um, you know, just excited about the show today. I look forward to talking with you each week. Thanks for having me on today again. And, you know, this is a great topic. I can't wait to dig in. But first, how are you doing? What's going on in uh, Jim Cramer's world? I'm doing good. The weather has been nice. It's nice to get outside and get the sun. And it was just great. So I'm feeling fired up and I can tell talking to you earlier, you're fired up. So this is a good topic. I think this is a perfect time to have this topic. Well, to get ready for the show today, I had about 60 cups of coffee and uh, (laughs) just so I could keep up with you, Jim, you know. Yeah, I've had two and I feel a little, (laughs) a little overwhelmed. Oh, well, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Roth IRAs, it's it's a great topic. I have a Roth IRA. Yeah, I have a Roth IRA, and I'm excited. So <laughs> I think like most people, I try to, you know, do my work, keep an eye on the ones I care about, and end the news a little bit. But I'm sure, like a lot of people, you know, we're hoping for this uh, continued economic recovery from 2020, and, you know, that COVID-19 cases continue to decrease. So, you know, there, there, we are, there is some optimism out there, and this topic is going to be a good one. Uh, how about we start with the basics? What is a Roth IRA? 
Okay, Tony, good opening. So it's always best to start with the basics. Um, Investopedia has an excellent and very user-friendly article called Roth IRAs, The Complete Guide that provides really good information. A Roth IRA is a tax-advantaged retirement savings account that allows you to withdraw money income tax-free. As far as investment options within the retirement account or a Roth IRA account, it's quite similar to a traditional IRA. The biggest difference between the two is how they're taxed. Roth IRAs are funded with after-tax dollars and the contributions are not tax deductible. But because of that, once you begin withdrawing that money, that money is withdrawn without any income taxes whatsoever. So on the flip side, traditional IRA deposits are usually made with pre-tax dollars. And because that means your contributions went into the account without being taxed, then you have to pay the tax when you withdraw the money during that during retirement. Right. And so that's really good. And I, I like that. And I, I think that's the beauty of Roth IRAs. They're a great retirement vehicle. And, you know, this is really good. And so a Roth IRA, basically a Roth is essentially a retirement account where you pay taxes on the money that's flowing into the account, which means you don't have to pay taxes on any of that money as it flows out of your account. You don't have to pay taxes on the interest gained or, or the principal. So that's, that's really good. What are some of the other basic building blocks of a Roth IRA? Okay, so for our listeners today, Tony, I think it's easy to simply remember that Roth IRAs are probably best positioned for those who think their taxes will be higher in retirement than they are at the present time. And especially with the amount of federal spending that's going on in Washington, I think a lot of people are fearful that their taxes are going to go up. It's also critical to note that you can't contribute to a Roth IRA, though, if you make too much money. For example, in 2021, the limit for a single individual, as far as their adjusted gross income is concerned, is $140,000. And the limit for a married couple is $208,000. Additionally, the allowable contribution does change from time to, from time, to time. So in 2021, the maximum contribution into a Roth IRA is $6,000 for those that are under the age of 50 years old. And $7,000 is the maximum for those that are 50 years or older. Okay. So it's good to know those numbers. That's for sure. And so far it seems like Roth IRAs are very similar to a lot of other retirement accounts in, in that regards and income products out there, but I'm guessing there are some key differences, right? Yeah, you are indeed correct, Tony. Like many other qualified retirement accounts, the money that's dedicated to a Roth IRA grows income tax-free. But a Roth is less restrictive in many ways. So contributions at any age can be withdrawn as long as the account holder, um, as long as the account holder, uh, whatever they end up putting into that account during their uh, during their uh, accumulation phase, so to speak, prior to age 59 and a half, they can withdraw that money out without ever having to pay taxes. Now, the contributions also that you put into a Roth IRA, it cannot be any greater than the income that you're making for that year. So while the maximum might be $6,000 that you can put into the Roth IRA or $7,000 per year, depending upon how much income you make, you have to at least put in the amount of income that you're making in addition to that. So if you only have an income of $3,000 to report that year, then that contribution can only be 
Ah, okay. So how are Roth IRA funded? How are they funded? All right. right. They're funded in a number of different ways, Tony, including regular contributions, uh, spousal IRA contributions, transfers, rollover contributions. And of course, the topic that I've been discussing quite frequently is Roth IRA conversions. Regular Roth IRA contributions can't be made with securities or assets. They have to be made with cash and checks. However, once that money is in the account, it can be invested in just like any other qualified retirement vehicle in any type of investment that includes mutual funds, stocks, bonds, exchange traded funds, even CDs and money markets. And like other qualified retirement accounts, life insurance cannot be used for that purpose. Oh, okay. Well, and I feel like I'm rapid firing these questions at you, but I'm interested in this. How does a person go about opening a Roth IRA? Okay, that's a critical question. I'm glad you brought that up. So a Roth IRA has to be established with an institution that's received IRS permission to offer them. Generally, those include banks, brokerage companies, uh, credit unions, savings and loans associations. Most people open IRAs with brokers, including Roth IRAs. So a Roth IRA can be established at any time, but contributions for the tax year has to be made by the tax deadline, which usually is April 15th, but this year in the year 2021 for the 2020 tax return, the deadline is May 17th. So once you establish your Roth IRA, you'll be given an IRA disclosure statement and an IRA adoption agreement and plan document. Yeah, and those I've actually heard of. As I recall, they do provide the IRA owner with a rundown of the rules and the regulations for the account. A lot of small print. (laughs) And they also spell out the agreement between them and the IRA's custodian or trustee, correct? That's right. So our listeners should also remember to shop around a bit when selecting an institution for a Roth IRA. Some providers have long lists of investment options, while others have narrower options, if I can say that right. And nearly all institutions have different Roth IRA fee structures, which can certainly affect your return on investment. And that's where a good financial services professional can help them in selecting those good institutions. Right. And that's key right there. And it's always important as well to work with a financial services professional like yourself, somebody who you can trust to help you with all this. And, you know, we're looking under the hood of Roth IRA so our listeners can better decide if they'd be an effective part of the overall financial strategy. And I know I'm certainly thinking a lot more about what a Roth IRA or even a Roth 401k could do uh, for my retirement pocketbook. So tell us a little more about qualified distributions from a Roth. I'd be happy to, Tony. As Investopedia's Roth IRA's The Complete Guide explains, you can withdraw money known as a distribution from your Roth IRA without a penalty or tax hit. And that is if you only take out an amount equal to the amount of money that you've put in. And I mentioned this earlier, the distribution isn't taxable income to you and it isn't subject to that penalty, which we, it's typically that 10% penalty that you have. And that's no matter what age you are. And that is very unique with the Roth IRA. Right. And, and that, that is one thing that makes it, uh, sets it apart from so many other things. And I think that sounds good. And in fact, you could say it sounds too good. I mean, uh, like my thinking that the Vikings will win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, maybe it sounds a little too good to you as a Bears and Packers fan, but there has to be a butt in there, right? 
Uh, that's right, Tony. And when you're right, you're right, especially about your Vikings. Although <laughs> I love my Vikings. Although, although we talked about it earlier, um, they had a good draft. I think I they did. I have to give them yeah. credit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the Bears uh, had a pretty good draft. I really didn't follow did. much of what the Packers did. I don't know if they did much in the draft. To be honest. Yeah, there was just a lot of drama about Aaron Rodgers. That's true. <laughs> but that's a that's a side note here. Yes. So there's a big but when it comes to the Roth IRA. So in order for the distribution of the Roth IRA to to be qualified, it has to occur at least five years after the Roth IRA's own established date of when that Roth IRA began. So the typically in order to pull that money out income tax free, and I'm talking about the investment earnings and not just the contributions. We've already talked about the the contributions, but the earnings itself, the individual has to be at least 57 and a half years old and also must have held that home, must have held that investment for a minimum of five years. But there's some other qualified withdrawals as well, and that deals with first time home buyers. Also, if the IRA owner becomes disabled, and then if the assets are distributed to the beneficiary of the uh, of the Roth IRA after that person's death. So it's a good tax-free transference of money for estate planning purposes. Mom, that's for my Roth IRA. <laughs> God. You kind of you scared me, Tony. Well, whatever. I borrowed it from my IRA. Oh. Not the IRA, my IRA. And there are huge tax implications for that. <laughs> That's great. Just having some fun with some IRA-related sound clips today, Jim. I like it. Uh, I like it, Tony. And, and you're right. There's always a catch, right? I mean, uh, it's interesting because of all the tax implications, and our government has to complicate these things. Uh, but one thing I'm curious about, and I bet a lot of our listeners are as well, are some of the things you can use to figure out whether you want to choose a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? Break that down for us a little bit. Okay, I will. I think it's a really important distinction between the two. Essentially, the choice between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA comes down to the filer's tax bracket, their expected tax bracket when they retire, and their personal preference. So people who may be in a higher tax bracket when they retire should certainly consider the Roth IRA. That would be most beneficial to them because it's going to avoid those taxes in retirement. And accordingly, younger and lower income workers, lower income workers, sure, may also have the most to gain from investing into a Roth IRA because they're not give, being given that much of a tax break for the money that's going into the traditional IRA, um, especially if you allow that money to grow over time. And especially if we think that income taxes are going up, that's going to make Roth IRAs a whole lot more attractive. Well, yeah, that's true. And I, they, they seem better to me, but it depends on people's personal situation, like you say. And, you know, certainly by saving with a Roth IRA early on or an IRA, investors will see a greater benefit from compound interest. Um, and, you know, that initial investment and its earnings are reinvested and then produce more earnings, which, you know, compound interest, if it just keeps compounding like that and gets reinvested, it just keeps going and so on and so forth. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. So compound interest is very, very important. And over time, it exceeds that of investments that are taxed every year. 
So it's a big advantage that people really need to take advantage of. And also, the as I mentioned before, the Roth IRA grows tax-free. And tax-free is going to be significant, especially if income taxes rise. The old uh, traditional IRAs, the, the 401ks, typically were designed because the expectation was once you go into retirement, your tax bracket is going to be lower. So you're able to get the larger tax break initially starting. And then when you pull that money out, you're in a lower income tax bracket. You end up winning in that exchange. But there is that fear that fewer and fewer people are going to benefit from that exchange, which makes that Roth, to me, um, for especially for younger workers, extremely beneficial. Right. And that is that's key. I'm glad you talked about that. And it seems like there are clear distinctions between Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs that are pretty easy to grasp. But that being said, it also seems like the right time to remind our listeners that they really need to be working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, who can really take the time to peel back all the layers, uh, choosing between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, because there are so many factors that come into play. Uh, your age and how much you have to put in and just a lot of different personal circumstances. So that is key. Now, what do you have next for us regarding IRAs? Okay. Well, Tony, some people may choose to open or convert to a Roth IRA because they're nervous about a future tax increase or, and the Roth would allow them to lock in the current tax rates on the balance of their conversion. No, so they wait, take wait a-, a minute, Jim, that you don't think taxes are going to go up. But it's it's probable, you know, nothing is certain in life except death, taxes and pizza for you. I know that. But, you know, the the question is, we know that if you're in a very high income tax bracket, your taxes are going up. I think the question for many people is, well, what's going to happen to the lower income tax brackets? Yeah, that's true. And but but I, I would agree with you, especially because the federal government is just spent about $6 trillion over and above their normal budget. Yeah. And even with their normal budget that normally increases the deficit anyways, I think there's going to be a need for higher taxes going into those lower brackets. And that's where we're having this discussion about the four, uh, yeah. about the Roth and, IRA. And there's another 4 to $6 trillion uh, in, in budget recommended. That, that's yes. uh, the new bills, the new tax bill, and the new... Um, uh, you know, all these new bills and infrastructure bill on top of the $6 trillion that they already added to it with the stimulus uh, packages that have been rolled out over the last uh, year and a half. So, yeah, it, it's uh, getting a little uh, crazy. And I think, uh, you know, taxes going up, especially for the wealthy, is probably a foregone conclusion. And how that trickles down to the rest of us, we'll have to see. Yes, exactly. Yeah, high income earners are definitely... They should definitely be concerned, and perhaps it's time to pay the tax now at the lower tax break, uh, lower tax rate before those tax rates go up. And, and then the question is for the people in the smaller income tax brackets, whether it be the 12, the 22, and the 24, um, those are people that have to really consider, do I feel my taxes are going to be higher in retirement, and it may very well be. So it's a tough question to answer right now because there's so much we don't know yet. Yeah. And one of the other things uh, that that popped into my mind while we've been on this topic, Jim, are exceptions to the non-qualified withdrawal rule. Uh, We all know there's uh, rules as far as withdrawals from a traditional IRA 
Are there any with Roth IRAs? Yes. So a non-qualified distribution, just to explain to the audience, is any distribution that doesn't follow the guidelines of a Roth IRA qualified distribution. Specifically, that means distributions taken before the age of 59 and a half that don't meet the five-year requirement. Remember that the account has to be opened and enforced for at least five years before you withdraw from it. And also that they don't qualify for any of the exceptions that we just talked about a little bit earlier. Non-qualified distributions from a Roth IRA are generally subject to ordinary income taxes on earnings as well as a 10% early withdrawal penalty. So you have to really be careful to not do the non-qualified distribution. Uh, now, there are the exceptions that we mentioned before, and that is distributions used for first home buying. Um, there's also for unreimbursed medical expenses that exceed 10% of your adjusted gross earnings, withdrawals that cover health insurance premiums during unemployment, uh, higher educational expenses, childbirth and adoption, adoption expenses up to $5,000. There's a few other ones that would qualify, but it's best to always check in with your financial representative. And if you don't have one, having one can be very, very helpful to especially to avoid unnecessary taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I think this has been a good conversation to have into the world of Roth IRAs. Uh, because it's really taken us into the inner workings, and I certainly think it's illuminating. There's still one piece, though, of the Roth IRA puzzle I'm curious about, and, and that's conversion. You're thinking conversion? Not conversion. <laughs> so so I am thinking about conversions, uh, Jim. So what can you tell us about Roth conversions? Yeah, it's a perfect next step for our conversation today. And that is with that Investopedia Roth IRAs, the complete guide uh, article notes that converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a pretty simple process. And the IRS spells out three basic ways to go about doing it. So a rollover in which you take a distribution from your traditional IRA with a check and then deposit that money into the Roth IRA within 60 days. The next step, Another option would be a trustee-to-trustee -trustee transfer in which you instruct the financial institution that you work with that manages your traditional IRA to transfer the money into the Roth IRA account that you've opened at a different institution. And then lastly, that same trustee transfer where you direct that financial institution that holds your traditional IRA to transfer that money into a Roth IRA account at that same institution. But make sure it's noted that it can't be delivered with securities. It has to be closed out where the cash then goes into that new account for your Roth IRA. And then it can be invested in a number of different investments that are out there. Sure. And so as we look at our current COVID-19 economic landscape, has the pandemic and the fallout created additional incentives to do a rollover, Jim? Yes. And, and if you ever go on to this one website, Tony, called usdebtclock.org, it'll tell you about the current debt that we have in this country, both personal and government. And it is pretty shocking when you see it. It's a pretty impressive uh, uh, site when you take a look at it. But right now we're $28 trillion in debt, Tony, and it's going to get a lot worse by the end of this year. The American Rescue Plan, as well as this new infrastructure plan, all designed to produce you know, good outcomes as far as getting our economy back in place. But without a doubt, whether it helps us 
one thing we know for sure is it's going to increase the amount of debt, which that's where the taxes come around. And we just talked about this. That's where it could come back to people and hit them in the pocketbooks, especially for retirees that were expecting to enjoy a, an income that is that has minimal taxes. Well, this could circumvent that. And that's where doing good proactive tax planning with any good financial advisor. It's not just about investing their money and hoping for a good outcome. It's doing proactive steps and tax planning is crucial in that regard. Well, yeah, for sure. And uh, and speaking of tax burdens, uh, this might be a good time to dive a little deeper into those. Uh, What do you have for us on that? All right. So the bottom line, Tony, is that when you convert a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, there's going to be a tax bill. And that includes if you convert your 401k into a a Roth IRA. And it might be a big tax that you have to pay. But the good news is you'll be able to make tax-free withdrawals from your account in the future. And especially if you're younger, even if you're in your mid early 60s, could be a perfect time to do this right now for you because you still have a good life ahead of you to make up for the tax at which you have to pay. Uh, one disav- yeah, That's where um, one big advantage of that Roth IRA is it also avoids the required minimum distributions that traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks have to do. And that could also be very expensive once you get to the age now of 72. So that's an age-related benefit to converting to a Roth IRA then? That's right. So traditional IRAs are are subject to the required minimum distributions after you turn age 72. It used to be age 70 and a half, but they changed it last year. Uh, Roth IRAs are not subject to it. So it means your money can grow and grow. And if your intention is not really to use this money, great estate planning tool. It goes to your family members without any taxes whatsoever. All right. Well, You know, this has been another great episode, Jim, but we've run out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, if you have any questions, and I'm talking to the audience about your strategy for income and retirement, I encourage you to visit my website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com or call my offices in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. The number is 262-729-4128. Or in McHenry, Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. We're happy to help. We love doing what we're doing, and it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. All right. That sounds great. And that concludes today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer from Kramer Investment Services and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Join us soon for another episode. Take care, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no rep- 
representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.